Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Show. You can listen to any other podcast in the world, but you always choose to listen to me, and I totally appreciate it. So, I was reading your, your DM. Man, so tell tell the world what we're discussing today. I'm just wanting to hear it. So, um, I'm in the process of going through a custody situation where I currently, although the paperwork doesn't show it, I have full custody of, of my kids. My kids are with me. I have three children. I have two daughters and one son. And they are with me 95% of their time. Right. And when uh, we originally separated, my wife and I, we were married for 18 years. Okay. And as I mentioned in my uh, my IM or my, my message, uh, I'm a veteran. I'll be discharged veteran. And when we first went through our separation, I, what I saw and what I could see and what I felt was how biased it seemed that the that the court system was towards men and very specifically towards veterans. Right. Um, I, I started getting hit with all of this, um, all of this PTSD conversation, um, accusations of domestic violence and things that I just had never done. Um, right, right. I put my hands on, on it, what, but, but when you have a background where you've been in the military and you have some things in your record, that seems to be very easy for people to believe. And okay. so... It was an uphill battle, first of all, having to – I had to take mental assessments to prove that I was competent to have and maintain my kids and be with my kids, and I've always been the primary provider for my kids because, you know, it's, it's, it's all about them and their well-being at the end of the day. So Now, did she lie and say something to them to get them to think that way? Because that's not something that you just do. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I was – um, hospitalized in 2017 due to depression. Okay. And she used that as a way to say, with his military background and him being going through a depression, I don't think that he's a competent parent. And that was the only okay. thing that that was used. Uh, right. I've never been arrested. I don't have a record of violence or, or any of that stuff. But it just seems that when the mom says those things, it is very easy to believe. So mm-hmm. I went from being the plaintiff in a situation where um, the next thing I know, I was having to spend thousands of dollars to try and get that stuff cleared up before I could even approach um, entering into a, a settlement that both worked for her and for me. You know, e- even though those things were done to me, I was trying to figure out a way to work it out where, you know, the kids would be taken care of and I would be taken care of. But it, it just seems like the everything that I did as a dad, um, even the people that took me through, these mental assessments and, and these things that I felt like was unnecessary. Everything I did at every turn, even with lawyers, it, it just seems like there are so many hurdles when it comes mm-hmm. to the father trying to get full custody of his kids. I, I, I read somewhere that 90% of custody cases end up with the mom having full custody. And out of those 90%, only 15% of the women that don't have full custody actually pay child support. And only half of that percentage, they actually go through 
um, with, with their particular support payment. And so just in, in looking at everything from, from top to bottom, it's, it's like the, the system, even down to finding lawyers who would really, really assist me and not believe the things that were actually just stated, that that was a problem for me. And so mm-hmm. recently we signed our, uh, our final divorce settlement in June of last year. And I mm-hmm. thought everything was fine, even though the paperwork said 50-50, um, the kids were still with me 90% of the time, but I said, hey, this is, this is what it is. They prefer to be with me than to be um, where she's currently living. And, I, and you know, and, and I was fine with that because up until that point, that's really how life had been even when we were married. Right. So we signed our divorce settlement. Everything was fine. And a month and a half later, I get a court order from my attorney saying that we have to go back to court to review custody. And I said, well, why are we going back to court to review custody? Um, apparently, she made some reference to a social media picture that I put up where I was at a gun range. And she turned that into something where she felt like guns were unsecured, and and my it just it it turned into me once again having to go back through court and prove that I, I wasn't doing things where she cost um, you a lot of money. Cost me a lot of money. Cost me a lot of money because mm-hmm. I had to get an attorney. I had to do this assessment again, and so I did all those things. I went through the assessment. They interviewed friends, family, loved ones, and. Wow. Speak on my behalf. Yeah, I had right. to. I had to shake leaves and shake trees of teachers. And so let me ask you a question. Let me go in here for one second. So you guys break up. She sees that you're a good father. Was she doing this because she wanted child support, or is she just a confused woman? Um. So she had an affair, and okay. because of the infidelity. I think that a lot of this came because I, I, I exposed that. And okay. so he has a grievance towards me because of that affair. And even though right. the kids don't know about it, I never said anything to the kids about it. I, I wouldn't dare do anything to try and, and damage her in the kids' eyes. That was never my mm-hmm. goal and that hasn't happened. That was something that the, the, the case was not stacked in her favor. So attacking me as a parent and those types of things is, is where her and her attorney felt like that they could get down. And right. And she just was honest and say, baby, I apologize. I, I cheated on you and let's just be great co-parents because you don't want to be with me no more. No, that, that never happened. Um, she was mad at getting caught and I think she's still mad about being caught. And I mean, that, that never happened. I, I never really got the opportunity to really kind of piece that out. But even, even still, you know, after, she got caught in that situation. She still lived with us for a period of time. I told her, until you find somewhere where you can go, and, you know, she was looking at apartments and houses and places while she was still living in the marital home with us. Right. And I was fine with that because I wanted the transition to be so that we didn't have to end up in court spending all of this money and and, and, and our lives in front of the court system. I, I didn't want to mm-hmm. have to do that. But right. Because of the way she left, she left and didn't tell the children and I that she was leaving. My kids Whoa. saw her moving out and came to me and said that she was moving, and that's how I found out. I thought we had a plan in place where when you find somewhere that you're going, you and I know that, we, that you're leaving. I mean, we were sleeping in different in separate bedrooms and everything. Mm-hmm. When you find out where you're going, you know, you and I will talk to the kids. She didn't take that route, and I later found out 
the reason why she left the way she left was because her attorney had given her the advice that this is the way you make it seem like you're fleeing or running or you're afraid of him. So that's the role that they play. So her wow. that she left with the kids seeing the stuff that they saw, um, she felt like that was going to be to her advantage. So that's where we are with it. So okay. I, I don't know if you saw the part where after the, the custody situation was challenged, um, we were supposed to go back to court. And then she uh, decided that she didn't want to go back to court. She wanted to drop the custody situation after I had spent all of this money. And right. So I, I went to my attorney, and I said, well, what is it that we can do? Because right now the paperwork says 50-50, and my kids are with me a month and a half, two months on a regular basis before they even go on their visitations. Right. So what do we need to do to make the actual paperwork? Now, why do you want to do that, though? Why do you want it to be known? You don't want to keep giving her money? I'm not giving her anything right now. So what, not, why trip then? Well, because there are, um, there are say-sos that I would like to have with how the children are managed, doctor's appointments, therapy sessions. I, I want to be able to have more say-so from a paperwork perspective when it comes to um, the children's care and the children's well-being. And what's happening? But if, she, but if she's not around and you're the parent, they don't actually you got to speak to the mother. When you go to a doctor's office or you go anywhere, they're not looking at you. They don't know that you're in court. Well, they don't, I, they I, don't I, even know that unless you bring it up. So when you take the kids in there, it should be no problem. Our settlement says that every doctor's appointment, every piece of paperwork has to be reviewed by both parents. So everything that I do from doctors... Yeah, but you don't have to do that is what I'm saying. You ain't got to do that at all. Trust me. Because okay. what you're doing is you, you're, going, you're about to spend more money. You want to do everything by the book, I see. You want to do everything right. But unless it's a life or death situation, then that's different. Small stuff, y'all, you can go ahead and do that. They're not going to trip. Okay. Trust me, they're not. You know, I had my baby since they was young and didn't have to deal with their baby mama, and I just did shit. Like, I just did it, you know. And um, thank God that there was there's, has been no major crisis in our lives, but I know this for a fact, you waste your time. You don't have to do that unless it's like liver transplant, heart transplant, something that, that requires life or death surgery. Okay. Then you you know then yeah you need her assistance. Now how has she been acting? To how long now she's been going is, is what I want to say. Uh since February of 2021. Okay, years. so two years. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Don't even don't even worry about the paperwork. Who's fifty fifty, and who is uh, in control, and the kids are with you most of the time. Doesn't mean nothing. If you need her for surgery, for a crisis, and then she got to review the paperwork, cool. Small stuff, just do what you do. As a gentleman, you can run stuff past her because it seems like when we have the kids, we have to be politically correct and got to tell them shit when they could just do stuff and don't even tell us, you know. Right. But uh, life's not fair. So 
You keep it moving. You do your thing. But go ahead. I'm going to let you talk. That's, that's my advice on that thing. One, one additional thing is that there's nothing that protects me in the future from her taking me back to court. Nope, so never will. No, it never it ne you. She could take you to court, nigger, on some real shit, right? For the rest of your life until the kids are grown. See, that's that's another reason why I kind of wanted to go to court and change this agreement so I could get something. It doesn't matter. Even even if you had full custody, she still could do it. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter the percentage wise. All she has to do is go in with a complaint. Boom, you go back in court. Whether you got full custody, whether you don't even see your kids, she still could take you. I went to court so much for my youngest girl. She was crazy. My youngest um, daughter, her mother took me to court because I paid all the bills for my daughter. And she took paperwork into court to show that I paid for stuff because she wanted more money. But the, what she didn't understand is every, the paperwork she had and the receipts, Everything was done. Like, you would think people would do the opposite, right? You would think people would go, um, oh, I paid for all this. He didn't pay me. I need him to pay me. I was paying for everything, and this fucking woman was so stupid. She took me to court. Anyway. Right. Right. Dumbest shit in the world. I've never seen this. My daughter, and I don't mind saying her name, my daughter Trinity's mother, Erica Burton, was one of the dumbest women I've ever met on this fucking planet. Yeah. And I mean that shit. I mean that. And I couldn't wait for my daughter to turn uh, 18. Well, not even 18. The pandemic helped me out. So we really didn't have to deal with her anymore. But my point that I'm saying, fam, they could take you to court all the way to they 18 years old. There's no yeah. rule to that. Unless you get a judge who will say, can you stop, please come back to court for this petty shit. But right. um, attorneys, the judges, because they're in school so much, they don't have a sense of reality. They kind of fucking stupid too. Gotcha. They're out of touch. There's, you know, and that's, that's another thing that my attorney was telling me that in family court, you can have everything lined up, evidence, all kinds of stuff. And if a judge chooses not to look at it, it's just it yep. just is what it is. And yep. so she told me about uh this specific case law is called the Pataki presumption. Mm -hmm. And she cautioned me about this. I said, Well what is the Pataki presumption? She said, Well legally the Pataki presumption is where if you enter into an agreement with someone pre divorce and it doesn't go through the court. Like, if y'all just agree financially on what y'all are doing, and it doesn't go all the way. Like, if you don't, if you agree you're paying her X amount in child support, or she agrees that she's paying X, or you, whatever y'all agree, you can't then go back and challenge it at all. Because y'all have agreed to it, and unless somebody's situation changes, health, or whatever, job, whoever, unless those things change, you can't go back to court and change your paperwork at all. And so wow. I got this information Friday, and I said, uh -huh. okay, so this means, you know, where in, in the state where I'm currently located, there's, there's really nothing that, that I, can, I can do. They, they, well, they made me feel like there was nothing I could do in order to get the paperwork finalized or, or mm -hmm. changed and finalized. 
And what and the thing that I had to try and accept is, and I've been throwing this around in my mind for the last few days, is what's it worth to you? You know what? Which route you you know which route you gonna choose? Which which pain you gonna choose? What's it worth? To right, you? That's right. That's what I've been thinking about. I was just standing here thinking about it when 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 the phone rang here, like, you know, what's what's it worth? Because I was all geared up to seek other you know attorneys and seek other information because I still feel like. I'm not getting the fair shake with the attorneys that I'm using. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I have a fighter yet. I haven't found anybody. Okay. Fight. But that's so true. Go. You got to You have to search for an attorney. I agree. Because the, the the attorneys are just there to just go through the motion, but nobody's a pit bull. Nobody's in there attacking for you. Right. And part, yeah, you know, part the problem is is that. I'm I'm kind of a pit bull, so everything that I read said that I needed to find an attorney that was the exact opposite. But mm-hmm. I'm getting I'm not satisfied with the way these things are being approached, and that's that's just kind of where I am with this. Like legally, where are the rules in place for the dad to be treated just like the mom when we go to court? Right. Where, it, it just it just seems like every they have a they have a guy like that. He was in Vegas. Oh man, this this agency was good. Um, I forgot the name of. It. I used it years ago in Las Vegas, Nevada. That, um, the guy that you're describing, he was that guy, and he hated women who who tried to take advantage of um, men like us. Matter of fact, while we talk, I'm going to pull up the name of the company because maybe somebody who's listening can um, use it to help them because I'm quite sure there's other people going through your situation. Hold on a minute. While, while you're doing that, there are some uh, some groups that I've been looking into very specifically, some veteran dads groups and post-divorce groups that I've been looking to see exactly yeah. how those are going to work out. So, I'm you know, I'm doing some leg work. I've been doing homework all weekend on it. Yeah, you gotta you got to put the work in. But like I said, you got to find out what you want to accomplish. Hold on, let's see if I can find it. If it's true that <laughs> I can be constantly taken back to court or taken back to court, and, and and there's just nothing I can really do about it, and changing the paperwork, all, all you can do, all you can hope for, is that the judge that y'all go in front of see her game, and he checks her. Okay. That's what so, you want to hope for. So. You get an attorney to mention it on the record. Say, Your Honor, we would like to put this on the record that we would like to stop coming to court for every little small thing. And once you put that on the record and bring notice to that, because, you know, those judges see a million cases a year. That's why they don't want you to come in there bad-mouthing each other or bringing up personal stuff. They want to keep it strictly business and strictly what's on that damn paper. Right. They don't want to hear, oh, she was a hoe. They don't want to hear because that's, that's, that's not divorce court. That's child custody. When you're in divorce court, those things can come up. When you're in custody, those certain things come up. When you're in child support, everything has this category. Because you're going there with these attitudes like, I, I can't wait to get to court the next day because you think that you it's going to be an attack mode on each other. But it doesn't work that way. Because like you said, you can put all the paperwork together. You go in there, you got the stuff in your hand. Your judge got, your, your attorney got stuff in his hand. You present it to the, the judge. 
and they are just glimpsing through it. Well, let, me, let, me, about, let me ask you a question. Sorry, you're putting all the work. You, you see that you put weeks of work into this, weeks of work. And, and that's, what I was, that's, that's where I was getting ready to ask you a question. If, if somebody brings a case against you like that, and you go and you pay an attorney and you get all your resources together and you're working um, that process, and then that person decides that they want to pull the case and not go to court, are, can they still be held liable for your attorney fees? Or yes. Um, that I don't know. You can just you have to ask the attorney for that. That part I don't know. But But when you do go to child support court, you can say, I want this person to pay my attorney fees. And who took to the court first? Who's, who, who, who idea was it? Did she file first or did you file? For the custody review, she filed first. Okay. For the actual divorce, I filed first, but I never asked her um, for any fees, attorney fees, or anything else when I filed. I yeah, filed, you did that. I, well, I, at the time, I didn't, I didn't know any of that. When See, I here's filed, the thing about a female. If you don't bring that up, they're not going to pay. And if you bring it up, depending on her mindset, it puts them in mode to try to destroy you more. But if she was a G, which she's not, she was just left on her own, just wanted to be a good mother and let you raise the kids or try to reconcile with you and try to become a better mother so you can raise the child and do the right thing. Is she still with the guy? I have no clue. Okay, smart. It, it, it ain't even important to me. Right, I, smart. I hope, you know, whatever she's doing, I, I wish her the best. So I have no clue. I, right, okay. I know that when the reason why I filed originally first for divorce was because I was told by my attorney at that time that if I didn't do it, there was no way to protect my custodial rights because she was trying to take the children. She was trying to sneak the children from the home without me even knowing, which I thought was terrible. Um, you know, they, what, what because they you go, but she was trying to sneak the kids away because you had already told her what you was going to do, that you're going to get a divorce and you gave her ideas. And that's why I always tell people, never, when you're getting ready to do something, never let a, a motherfucker know you're coming. Right. Just do it because once you open your mouth, you give that person an opportunity to play defense, to, to get prepared. The element of surprise is the key. And you and you told her what you were doing, and that's how she that's how she was able to do that. And when you I told move, her, yeah, you got to move in silence. So I, I I went and I filed, and and when my attorney actually filed, he saw that on record there was this thing called um, I'm trying to think of the name of it off the top of my head. It was some kind of domestic violence protection order that she tried to put in for. That's Before what they she, do. Yep. They try to the, say they was hit or beat up. And right. that throws a monkey wrench in the court proceedings. Right. But a judge it's threw slow. it out. I was able okay, to good. paperwork. And in the okay. you know, in the paperwork it was talking about how upset, you know, people get and, and what but it had nothing in there about anything that she's never touched me, I've never touched her. She just right. figured that way to try and get a leg up and even my attorney at the time was like you'd be surprised how many times i see this occur in family court and the attorney right, yep. at the time 
he used to be a, a criminal um, defense attorney, and mm-hmm. he was going back to criminal defense because he said that was that that seemed to be less pain than dealing in family court. Right. Yeah, but that most women, most women do that, yo. Most women throw that monkey wrench in to try to face domestic violence. But real quick before we continue, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in Las Vegas, Nevada, and you want somebody to fight for you, call Equal Rights in Las Vegas, Nevada. Equal Rights. I don't know if they have it in your city. You should check. I just think that it's in um, Las Vegas, Nevada, and they are the truth. And the number there is Erico 702-387-6601. And you've got to find them type of agencies, um, rights for fathers in your cities. That And then what they're not attorney firm. What they do is they're, they're an agency to help you fill out the paperwork to make sure that you got things ready. Then they find you an attorney to do what you need to do, and they find you the right attorney. It's awesome. Awesome situation. Awesome. Man, when I'm sitting here talking to you, I'm just thinking about all the bullshit I went through with this, my daughter's mother. It was hell. Right. It was hell, and I hate that you're going through this, and this is why we've got to have these type of talks on my podcast with you because I don't want you young guys and you women to go through this shit. You want to fucking have babies right away and 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 people still want to cheat and people still want, oh, man, ain't nobody got time for that shit. Like, I, so, man, there's, a, there's a few things that I did learn in this process that everybody mm-hmm. is kind of going through it or listening to it. Be careful what you text. Be careful what you yep. send. Why are you in the process? And yeah. I think some best piece of advice that my attorney at the time told me was that if you want to send a text message, write it up somewhere on a notepad or something, review it, and send it hours later after you let the emotion cool off on it. Because all of that stuff you text and send, when you um, hyped up and you think you're getting your message across, that stuff that stuff comes back to bite you. Yeah, it comes back to get you because they, they bring it up in court. They sure do. They bring it up in court, yo. Yes, they do. That shit is horrible, man. That everything is used against the man. But let a girl say something to you, they brush it off like it's nothing. And that's been my experience. <laughs> that's that's been the experience. So I that's that's another part of it. Like with a system that is so unbalanced, you know, do do I really and this is part of what I'm thinking through, do I really want to put myself back in the crosshairs? with a system that we know is so unbalanced. I, I don't yeah. I don't think that's something I want to do. So I'll give you the advice. Keep it moving. She could take you to court whatever whatever you can. Out slick her. Be smarter than her. Meaning treat the kids good, treat them right like you've been doing. Stay out of her way. Be cordial. And that's it. And life will it will pass by unless you know the kids are a certain age. Some of them will still talk to her and maybe your kids won't talk to her no more, depending on if she fucked the person. Doesn't sound like she's too bad. It just sounds like she cheated. She got caught. But here's the question of the day: How did you find out she was cheating? Oh, when you've been with somebody for eighteen years, you you can you you can tell when their movements start to change. Right, like things that you've been doing on a regular or a daily basis. I you you can just tell how they when they start to move different. It was it was right. pretty easy for me to see. I just wasn't going to chase it. 
Um, you know, but I, I could just tell with the do's and the don'ts and, and I, you know, I, I could just tell. I could just, I could just see it. Okay, give me some examples. I want, I want people to see here. Um, so we had, we weren't really getting along in spots, right? For, so for, let's say for a few weeks, we're not getting along in spots. And, you know, right. there's tension in the household. She goes out to dinner with some friends, supposedly, and calls me an hour or two later, expressing how much she loves me and the kids. And I had, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there on the phone like, but you just walked out the house and you didn't speak to me. So you went right. out to dinner and had this epiphany uh, on how much you loved us. It was it was little little stuff like that. It was little stuff yeah. like somebody works and you don't know how much vacation time they have. Think about what I'm saying now. So somebody mm-hmm. works for nine to five jobs and y'all are in a relationship or y'all are married, and everybody takes a day off here and there to rejuvenate, to, to, you know, pull themselves together, to go on vacation. But this person never takes any time off. And so you're like, well, what do you do when you take your days off? Come to find out those days that they were taking off, they were using them to do things that they were doing. You just didn't know about it. So you right. have a person that works a full year, 365 days a year, and they never actually take any time off. It's 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 not always what a person says. It's, it's what they don't say in a lot of those situations. Right. Um, just you know, and after after a certain period of time when you're married to somebody, you can just you can just see those things, and you don't have to call it out all the time because everything that you think and feel that that stuff don't always be somebody um, caught up in some sort in some sort of situation. But if you right. know a person's pattern and you pay attention, it, it'll it'll show itself to you. It'll reveal right. itself. And so, you know, that was that was kind of the route. That was kind of the path. Okay. Now, when you actually caught her, how did that happen? Like the actual day, like how did you confront her? So she came home, and I knew where she had been. I knew that the now, uh, Paul. Now, how did you know that? The 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 bin that uh, was in my name, I knew where the car was. Okay, now how did you know that? Because I had GPS on the bin. Okay. So because things already weren't aligning with the way they were supposed to align. And right, so you were not spying on her, but you was, you was protecting yeah. your investment. You was monitoring her. Of course. I yeah. mean, if, I, if you have conversations with somebody and they're not being honest with you, I mean, what's, what's your recourse? Right, right. So when when she came home, I said, look, I, I just want to know what's going on because I know y'all weren't at the bar and this is where the vehicle was. And there was denials and denials and, and denials. And we started going through marital counseling for weeks. Even though I knew what the deal was, I was still going to marital counseling because, I, you know, after that amount of time, you want to hear things out and you want to give things a shot. Everybody has to know where their breaking point was, and I wasn't at mine. So okay. we, went to, we went to marriage council, we sat in there, we talked, and I just could never get the truth with anything. So every okay. time um, the situation would come up, and so after several months of, of the marriage council, she, she admitted what was going on, but I had already checked out by then. So it turned into a situation where I'm already checked out. Um, I know you don't have anywhere to go. I, I can't you know, legally put you out on the street. I don't want you out on the street because I was still, you know, I, I was still in, invested in 
and, and trying to be healthy in the situation. I, I didn't want a whole bunch of foolishness going on. I just wanted right. us to go away. And so it it uh I I think taking that approach and probably not taking a more firmer approach kind of got me into the situation that I was in with okay. uh, her being able to set up shop and make her plans and, and, and figure out all of these different ways to try and get the ball in her court. You know, uh, you know, not to mention when, when people start having, you know, affairs and, 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 and doing the things that they're doing, the way my mind works, I, I want to know why. Like what was okay. was it? Was it? And I and and part of going to go ahead. Come listen. No, no, I didn't say anything. Yeah. So, but part of going to those sessions and going to those those counseling sessions was for me to try and figure it out. Like, why? You know, what's what's the, what what is going on with it? What is actually happening? Because I was getting so many different stories that I couldn't I couldn't make sense of anything. So it right. kind of it, it made it real hard to just walk away because what if. What if the stuff wasn't what I thought it was? Right. What if true. It was something, you know, so I wanted to I wanted to give it, you know, that energy and give it that shot and I just I, I just realized that it just wasn't this ain't something I'm gonna be able to do. Because I'm always gonna have questions, I'm always gonna have doubts. It just ain't something I'm gonna be able to do. That's right, that's right. And I'm proud of you, my man. A lot of people just sit there and fight it, but what I'm hearing is that you have good credit. What I'm hearing is you got a good job. What I'm hearing is you got money in the bank, so you didn't have to kiss ass and stay in a situation that was miserable because you didn't have your shit together. And yeah. I commend you for that. It it didn't feel it didn't feel like that at at the time. And then, and to be honest with you, this shit was 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 the the toughest thing I have ever had to deal with. Right. Period. 100%. So just being able to process that and, 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 and to keep it 100, which is 22 veterans a day kill themselves. They commit suicide. 22 mm -hmm. veterans. I spoke to the uh, group called Wounded Warrior who they assist with counseling and therapy and all kinds of resources. And a brother that works there told me that most of the calls, crisis calls that he takes are when guys are going through family situations. Right. Yep, that and when they're and when they're in prison, guys, girls will break up with a guy in jail and they'll go jump off the tier and kill themselves. Yeah. So yeah, women, women are very powerful than men, man. So we didn't, you know, we 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 didn't want any of that kind of stuff going on. So right, you know, it was it was it was taxing. I I think I lost a lot of myself in in the process to keep it real with you, and I'm just I'm in the process of uh. Of, of building things back up, just, 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 you know, through through the resources that I have. But I'm, I'm good to go. Okay, that's all that matters, family. You know, and let me let me be the first though to tell you how proud I am of you. You didn't smack her, you didn't beat her up, you didn't kill her and the kids and yourself. You love yourself, you love life, and I. No one hasn't told you I I, I love you as a person because. You could have took the easy way out, and you didn't. Can't you didn't, more. you know. So that's definitely important. So what's the move now? We're gonna we're gonna avoid going back to court because you can't keep spending this money like that. Because she'll drain you. You'll fuck around in eighteen, twenty years. 
you're going to give the court system over three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars $400,000. ain't worth it. Because yeah. any, any attorney will take it because they, they want to milk you because they know it's an opportunity for a check. Yeah. You can't keep going back to court. I think I think I probably spent last year in about a 13-month period, I spent $40,000. Yeah, nigga, I'd have shot that bitch. Hell no. So, <laughs> I'm keeping it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't really. I, I'm not. I'm not interested in getting back in that and, and throwing money out the window. You, you might pay a retainer and get the court, and the judge throw it out anyway. So you're out of more money. So right. it's, it's the move now is to is to is 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 to, is to figure out how to make peace with it and figure out you know um, the the right way to move forward and just be healthy with it, make peace with it. Yeah, and, and that's where I am with it. Yeah. And that'll come one day at a time. Now, one day at a time. I don't think I said this in my message, but you know who told me to reach out to you? Who? Chris Jones. Why is that Smoke. name familiar? Com- comedian? Yeah, that's my oh, homeboy. That's my homeboy. Yeah, Chris, my man. I, I really appreciate that. I'm glad he respects me like that to have mentioned me. Yeah, that's my man. Yeah, I, I everybody know I keep it real, yo, and I get people on the right track. And and some people already know the decision that they want to make, but they just need to hear somebody tell them that they're doing the right thing and you're doing the right thing. So avoid going back to court. Take care of your okay. children. Love them. Love them because all you guys, see, people want to be successful. People want to make money. But in actuality, success is when your kids love you. You got your kids loving you. That's success. There's nothing like it in the world. So, and see, I appreciate, man, when you have your daughter on the podcast, and I can tell that through the dialogue and, you know, through the things that y'all do that you have a real strong relationship with, with yeah. your daughter. Dad, and and I, I, because my daughter is 13 or 14, and mm-hmm. it, 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 it really lets people know that, you know, black fathers, they, they are out, out here really getting it with their kids. Yeah. So yeah. I, I appreciate hearing that and seeing that and seeing the closeness. And, I mean, that, that stuff has a has, has a real effect on a lot of the people out here listening to your podcast because I've been listening to you for years. Okay. Thank you. So you got to wonder, <laughs> as long as I've been listening to you, I probably should have did better in some of these departments. Yep, that's and right. I, you know, I've been listening to you for years. Right. But, you know, you're human. Because most people do say that, ah, oh, TK, I should have listened, yo. You know, most people are human, and my job is to put you on the right path mentally and spiritually, and that's what I do. I wish you the best, family. I'm going to chill, start getting ready to watch this game, and I got to catch a flight and leave out for the airport. Three tomorrow, I got a big show. In New York, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night at the Bronx at Salsa Con Fuego, me, Drew Frazier, the great Rob Stapleton. All right, then Wednesday, um, well, Thursday, check me out in New Haven, Connecticut at Terminal 110. It's going to be off the chain. I truly appreciate the love and support from around the world. Um, I read an article not too long ago that the TK Kirkland podcast is in the top 50 in the world. And that means a lot to me because we are not visual. Everybody else has cameras and everything, and I don't have cameras. It's just straight talk. And to be in the top 50 
is amazing. And I truly appreciate that. And people might say, oh, you should do it. But let me tell you why I don't do it. I'm fucking busy, people. Hey, I ain't got time to be with a cameraman, all that shit. I, right now, I'm, I'm in my Rich Carlton, laying across the bed, watching the game, doing one of the most powerful interviews of this week because we got this young brother on the right track, and that means everything to me. And I'm going to have something to eat. Something to drink, and I'm going to chill. That's what I'm doing. So to everybody around the world, um, thank you for making me one of the top 50 podcasts in the world. To everybody, make sure you come to the show tomorrow night at Salsa Campuego. Um, follow me on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. And may your pain be champagne. I wish you the best, fam. You stay focused. Stay on the right track. I appreciate you. Talk to you soon. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland. For more information about upcoming events and more, visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.